first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Hey, welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Sahiba, and today we're going to have lots of fun talking about Call of the Wild, Sonic the Hedgehog, Onward, and we're also going to be welcoming our new Kids First critics. And first, Linda Lee is going to be interviewing the talented cast and crew of Call of the Wild, including the sensational Harrison Ford, the stunning Kara G, as well as the very imaginative Chris Sanders. So go ahead, Linda Lee. Thanks. Hey everyone, it's me, Linda Lee, on scene in Los Angeles, California, reporting today for Kids First. We're at the press junket for Disney's latest movie, The Call of the Wild, and in just moments we'll be sitting down and chatting with two of the main stars from the film, Harrison Ford and Kara Gee, as well as the film's director, Chris Sanders. In case you're not familiar with the story, The Call of the Wild is about Buck, a big-hearted dog whose easygoing and happy life gets turned upside down when he is stolen from his California home and transplanted to the exotic outdoors of Alaska in the 1890s. He meets a human named John Thornton, and the two embark on an epic adventure. As the newest rookie on a mail delivery dog sled team, Buck experiences the adventure of a lifetime as he ultimately finds his true place in the world. We're about to go talk to the cast, so let's go. So I'm here with Harrison Ford, and did you ever read Call of the Wild when you were in school? Did I read the book as a child? I read it when I was in high school. It was a signed reading, uh, part of the canon of American literature, and I was very uh, pleased to read it at the time, uh, but it didn't really stick for me. You've played such memorable roles, like Indiana Jones and Han Solo. So was there something you felt was iconic about this character that made you want to play it? Look, I'm always looking for a good part. I'm looking for a movie, uh, uh, for a, an opportunity to bring a story to an audience and to have them find value in it. And this movie, one of the things I think that, that we get from film that's really important is the experience of, of being present in the context of a story and not knowing how you're going to feel about it. And that's why I really encourage people to see this kind of movie in a theater. And it, and it has such scope and scale, even though a lot of that is generated by uh, computer graphics. Mm -hmm. It's done so beautifully, so sensitively, that I think it, uh, it's really a remarkable achievement. So, in the Star Wars movie, you at least had an actor in a Wookiee costume to act opposite of, but in Call of the Wild, you had to pretend to interact with the dog that would be added later in CGI. Was that hard? The job of an actor is to pretend. We had no dog in the movie, but we had a wonderful uh, actor and former uh, Cirque du Soleil uh, gymnast who was a presence, an emotional presence for me to relate to. And, and he could move, and he moved like a dog. He was an aid to animation uh, because he would do the scene and then they would animate the dog over him. So do you have any advice for the next generation of actors who want to have a career in Hollywood? What advice would you offer them? Just think about one thing. Be useful to the telling of the story. Don't think it's all about you. That's not what acting is. Be useful. Make yourself useful. It's not all about you. Thanks, Harrison. Take care. Okay, so I'm here with Chris Sanders, the director. Why do you think this book has remained so popular throughout the years? I think it's one of the reasons that this book endures. Um, everybody grows up and everybody starts their journey. And there's no telling where you're going to go. You know, there's, no, there's never a plan. And I think that's one of the th reasons that this story has endured. And one of the things that I found very exciting about it is um, that Buck goes out into the world somewhat unwillingly, but he does a good job. He gets in touch with these gifts that he always had but never knew he had, but he does so with his nature intact. I, I'm very inspired by the story because Buck 
his gentle nature stays intact throughout. As the director of this movie, what do you hope the audiences will take away or love most about this movie? I think it, it gives people something that they can really um, hold on to, be inspired by, and to also talk about. I think that things, I mean, of course, in my own life, there have been surprises and things that are unexpected, and, and you have to you have to navigate them. You're compelled to, and I think that just, I think finding ways to pick yourself back up after you've fallen down um, is something that nobody really talks to you much about. I think when you're a kid, you see a lot of stories about people who believe in themselves and, and, and find something that they want or accomplish something. And I think one of the things you don't realize is that believing in yourself means picking yourself back up after things go terribly wrong. Um, and that's the thing that I think is in this story. That's great. So since you've worked a lot in animation, was it a little easier to at least create some of the CGI animals that we saw in this movie? Absolutely, um, with with the the latest technology. But nonetheless, it's an animated character. You know, Buck and these dogs and these wolves, they're animated characters, and uh, I think that they have that kind of charm and they have that ability to reach an audience um, and endure. So it's a bit of a fable that we're bringing to life, which is one of the reasons I thought it was exciting that we did it in this way. You're listening to Kids Worth Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Call of the Wild, Sonic the Hedgehog, Onward, and we're also going to be welcoming our new Kids First critics. And right now, Linda Lee is interviewing the amazing cast and crew of Call of the Wild. I'm chatting with Kara Gee. What are you most excited about for people to take away from this movie? I'm excited for the next generation to see it and to for it to live on and on. I think it's a part of a, a really incredible storytelling tradition. And I think that to watch The Call of the Wild grow uh, as a story and evolve and change is a beautiful thing. So everyone's talking about this huge avalanche scene in this movie. Was it challenging to film? A lot of that was done in animation afterwards. So the visual effects crew, mm -hmm. we shot that in a studio inside. And so Omar and I, um, the man who plays Perot, we were sitting on a sled that was just in the middle of a room with nothing around us. And we had to imagine that we were looking up. That was all imagination for us. So to get to watch it, I was like anyone else in the audience watching it for the first time. Like, well, that's what that looks like. As a descendant of Native Indians, how important was it for you to be playing and representing a Native Indian woman in Call of the Wild? It is a responsibility that I am keenly aware of, and the rarity of a moment like this is not lost on me. I think it is really special. I've worked really hard, and I think the obstacles that are placed, you know, in the way there's not as many roles, there's not there's sort of certain um, stereotypes and ideas that people have about Native people that you end up having to confront and work through and change people's perceptions as you go, perhaps. So yeah, that's how I represent and how I hopefully will open doors for the next generation as the women who have come before me have. Mm -hmm. So yeah. There seems to be a strong message in this movie about nature. Would you agree? I think what's beautiful about this film is that it speaks to those things sort of indirectly. You know, it comes from a respect of nature. I think that's the first seed of it. And I think that in our culture, it's so easy to be disconnected and certainly a respect for where things come from. And yeah, and if this film can inspire some reverence for nature, I think that's a beautiful thing. Well, that will do it for our interviews with some of the cast and crew from the upcoming movie, The Call of the Wild. This is such a beautiful movie and a family movie with lots of great values. Don't miss seeing this on the big screen when it hits theaters on February 21st. You're going to love it. From the Call of the Wild press junket in Los Angeles, California, I'm Linda Lee from Kids First. Thanks for listening and let's throw it back in the studio. And thank you so much to Linda Lee, Harrison Ford, Kara G, and Chris Sanders. And be sure to check out Call of the Wild in theaters today. I'm Sahiba. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Llama Llama Season 1, Volume 1.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. On the Right Road with host Paula Phillips has arrived at Voice America. With remarkable heart and realness, this popular program brings inspiration, ideas, opportunities, and help to teachers and parents around the globe who work daily to guide kids on the right road in school and in life. Join the Right Road family of kindness, uplifting, and support. Tune in to On the Right Road, live every first and third Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We just finished speaking with the amazing cast and crew of Call of the Wild. And now we're going to be speaking with Damon, Jolene, Rudy, and Jude on Call of the Wild. Welcome to the show, guys. Hi. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Thank you. Hi. So I'm so excited to hear what you guys have to say about this movie. And so, Damon, let's start with you. Um, what did you think of this movie, and what is it about? I thought that this that this movie was really good. It it has a good message, and and you can and you can really connect with the characters. It and, and the entire thing is based on a dog named Book, who gets kidnapped from his home in a town where he was owned by the mayor. And forced into like slavery in the Yukon Mountains, and he's trying to find his destiny. Oh, that sounds like a very intriguing story. I've read the book, and so um, it's great to hear that you enjoyed the movie. And so, Jolene, I'm really curious what did you think about the CGI dog? Did you like the animation, or would you have preferred it to be a real dog? I thought the CGI was really good and very realistic. I couldn't, I almost couldn't tell if it was a CGI dog or a real dog because that's how realistic it looked. So I don't think there would have been much of a difference if it was a real dog or the photorealistic CGI dog. Okay, that's great to hear too. And so, Jude, um, what did you think about that acting? There's a lot of talent in this movie. Um, I thought, first of all, the acting was fantastic. And even um, Harrison Ford completely made the movie, whether it's Indiana Jones or um, Han Solo in Star Wars. He, continue, he continuously proves that no matter what movie he is in, he's always amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a huge fan. So it's great to see him in this role. I was very excited to hear he was doing it. And what did you think about the acting of the other cast members like Kara G? I thought that 
they all added on very interesting aspects of the film, whether it was sadness or, or, or all these different kinds of emotions because it really played on to the whole message of the film and aspects of and the dialogue. Yeah, very nice. And so, Ruby, what did you think about um, all the characters and their development? Um, I thought the development was vast, um, pretty vast indeed. And we really did find out a lot about Buck's past. And again, the CGI really did help with expression. And he looked really human, so it made it ex- relate. It made us uh, able to relate to him more. Um, and the backstories of the characters were pretty good. Awesome. And did you have a favorite character? I really liked uh, Perot. He had a lot of faith in Buck. Even after all he'd been through, he knew that he would come through and be able to do his job and do it well. And he just, he really stuck by Buck. And he, even when nobody else believed that he could be a dog uh, sled puller, he was the only one who believed in him, pretty much. Oh, wonderful. That sounds so sweet. Uh, Damon, how about you? Did you have a favorite character? I uh, I uh, usually like dogs, so my favorite character is Book. He's he's very clumsy, and he and everyone's trying to stop him from destroying things. And sometimes he just appears out of nowhere with and frightening people with even in his gigantic size. And he's a funny, relatable character. Aw, that's great. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Call of the Wild, Sonic the Hedgehog, and we're also going to be welcoming our new Kids First film critics. And right now I'm going to continue talking with Damon, Jolene, June, and Ruby about Call of the Wild. So Jude, we just were talking about some of our favorite characters. Did you have um, a favorite part in the movie? I would say uh, the back half of the movie because Buck and John Thornton, Harrison's Ford characters, is um, their duo is really interesting to watch to see how their dynamic develops and how this beautiful friendship grows throughout the film. Very nice. And Ruby, did you have a fa- favorite part as well? Um, I did. I would have to agree with Jude. Um, the part of the character development with Harrison Ford, John Thornton, and Buck, they really were a great pair. Um, and it was great to see them go on this long adventure. And it was great to see Buck discover this other, more wild side of himself that he never really saw before. Oh, very cool. And so, Damon... Dogs have recently been the main characters, I feel, in a lot of uh, recent movies. So does this movie portray dogs in a different or unique way? This movie portrays dogs as, based on their surroundings, they can change. As in, like, when Book was part of the... At the beginning of the movie, he was in the town, and he was running around, and he didn't... and he he was too his size and character didn't fit in with his surroundings. But then when he got into the mountains, he completely ch- changed his character and how he acted. And it showed how dogs can change their instincts and how their instincts are much more powerful. Because in the mi- beginning of the movie, the narrator just said he. He follows, and Book follows the order of his master, but his instincts are just too strong. Oh, yes, that is a uh, very unique uh, sort of character arc. And so, Jolene, is there something that's really stood out to you about the film? The thing that stood out for me was the scenery shots that they did, because it was really beautiful how they captured the beauty of Alaska, of the frozen mountains, as well as the aurora borealis, or northern lights. And seeing those shots really made the film really interesting and made me captivated. Yeah, for sure. That's amazing that um, they captured that beauty, and I'm sure it must have been um, great to see the aurora borealis. And so, Jude, what are some of the messages that Call of the Wild 
Um, Gibbs. Um, well, I think that it shows viewers that even when something gets in your way, you should always advance and trying to get through it, even though it might seem really hard. And also, don't be afraid to ask for help and be open to meeting new people because they can play a very big part in your life. Oh, those are very important messages. And so, Damon, were there um, any other messages that you sort of took away after watching Call of the Wild? I took away a, a, a small message that you could barely notice, but it was a bit, it's a big thing how you shouldn't take too much from the Earth because Mother Nature is powerful, but we, have, we can destroy it or we can protect it and keep it as the beauty that it is today. So don't take too much. Take only what you need. Oh, yes, that's a very important message. And um, I'm so glad that Call of the Wild touched on that topic. And um, so, Jude, was there anything, though, that the creators of the film, the director, the actors, or any part of the uh, movie that could be improved? Um, I thought maybe some of the advertising, because all the advertising I saw for the film seemed to advertise it as a very light-hearted, fun film, um, but I felt like it was a very intense, um, like, very, just very intense, action-packed, uh, film that could be mainly targeted, um, towards older viewers than what it was initially advertised for. Okay, that's very good to know because I'm one of those people who thought it, would gonna, it was going to be lighthearted, but thank you. And so, Ruby, uh, finally, what would you say the age range and star rating should be for Call of the Wild? Okay, I would recommend this for age people ages 13 to 18 plus adults, and I give the Call of the Wild four out of five stars. Wonderful. And how about you, Damon? How many stars would you give it, and what ages would you recommend it for? Uh, I would give. I will give the same age rating as Ruby did, at, but I would rate it. I would rate it five stars. Most the entire movie was really good, and there were some funny bits, and I really liked it. And same with my guardian. Oh, that's great. And Jolene, how about you? Um, what would be the star rating and age range? Um, I would give it a three out of five stars and recommend it for the ages of seven to 18. Um, only three out of five stars because I just feel like there are a bunch of movies out there like this with a dog and then the best friend, a man's best friend. So I don't think there's anything really unique about it, but I think it's a really well-made movie. Okay, good to know. And um, finally, Jude, how about you? What would you say the star range and age, star rating and age range should be? I would recommend this film from ages thirteen to eighteen plus adults. Um, and I agree. I would give it three out of five stars um, because um, she literally said everything I was going to say. It seems very basic and demonstrates um, the story between man and dog. Uh, like many other movies have done. Um, but the photography and the CGI was fantastic. So if you balance those out, I would give it three out of five stars. All right. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to all of you and hear your perspectives about Call of the Wild. And so I'm looking forward to checking it out. But thank you all for being here today. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for having us. Of course. And so let's take a break. I'm Sahiba and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Llama Llama Season 1 Volume 1. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. 
We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Join the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday afternoon for the Empowered Kids series. It's two hours of programming geared toward our younger listeners and our young at heart listeners. We kick things off with Express Yourself Teen Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Then keep up with your favorite movies on Kids First Coming Attractions at 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. The Empowered Kids series every Sunday on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Arjun from Nashville, Tennessee, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. This is a jam-packed show today, as we have interviews with, with the cast from Call of the Wild, including the one and only Harrison Ford, Karji, and Chris Sanders. And we were just having a discussion about Call of the Wild, and now we will be continuing this jam-packed radio show about Sonic the Hedgehog with Callista. Callista, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. So... I checked this out over the weekend, and I was genuinely shocked by how decent this movie was. It was actually not bad. Did you feel the same way? Oh, definitely. Um, I saw it on opening night with two of my other friends who are also Sonic fans, and we were just having a phenomenal time. It was so good. Now, have you played the video games? Oh, yes. I have been a fan of Sonic for, I would say, most of my life. I've always loved Sonic. However, recently, I've kind of been getting back into, like, fixating on Sonic, because for a while, I was just more, like, passively interested. But I started checking out um, the new Sonic comics, and that kind of kickstarted something where I was like, oh, yeah, I love Sonic. So it was perfectly timed. Oh, that's really cool. I've not read the comics, but I have some really fond memories of going over to my friend's house and uh, in kindergarten and playing Sonic Adventures on the GameCube. What a great game. Let's just not talk about the PS3 game. Worst <laughs> gift ever. But, um, you know, what were your overall thoughts on the on the cast here? I mean, we got Jim Carrey, of course. I mean, this was like pure Ace Ventura, Jim Carrey. And we got James Marsden. I mean, who's like, 40-something. He looks like he's 20. He does. Ben Schwartz, like, I remember when the movie first came out, I was like, why don't they just get Roger Craig Smith to voice Sonic since he's the current voice of Sonic? But honestly, I think Ben Schwartz is a really good Sonic. Like, he has the specific, like, energy that, you know, the other voice actors have. And I personally think he fits. Like, if they ever need to replace Roger Craig Smith, I think Ben Schwartz could work really well. James Marston, I feel like, because this is not real, because I feel like a lot of people were kind of in that mindset of, like, oh, why don't they just have it in taking place in, like, the Sonic world? And I was definitely on that train. But I personally liked James Marston a lot. I thought he was probably one of the better, like, sort of, like, human companion characters for these kinds of movies. I liked his chemistry with Sonic. Um, and then Jim Carrey was, like, easily the funniest part. I think that's kind of an objective, like, thing that everyone agrees on, that Jim Carrey was amazing. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, it was a refreshing breath of air to see a movie handle um, human characters right. Because uh, cough, cough, uh, Transformers. I mean, you know. But uh, I, think I think that's the worst example. Yep. Uh, but I just really liked how they characterized everyone. Tom, you know, he's he's a great character, and you know, his dynamic with Sonic is honestly kind of heartwarming. I I enjoyed oh, it yeah. and. What did you feel about the various action scenes and the CGI? There was, of course, a lot of controversy with the first trailer and his first <laughs> But I think they fixed everything. Yeah, we don't talk <laughs> about that original design, no. But I remember, because um, I remember when the new trailer dropped, I remember like one of my oldest friends sent it to me, and I saw it, and I was like blown away because it was so different. Like, it was, at, it was completely contradictory to the original design but like it was probably the closest they were going to get to like actually having sonic while still kind of fitting into sort of like that hollywood 3d cgi sort of style but honestly i was like i fell in love with the new design it was so good i was like okay you know what i'm kind of into this now and i definitely feel that sonic in this movie is really expressive that's kind of like a criticism I've seen towards the newer games that like Sonic's not very expressive, but in this movie, I they you can tell that they were really trying to sort of hit those emotional beats because yeah, this movie is surprisingly emotional, and I feel it really does work. Um, for the action scenes, I think they do a lot. They have a lot of fun with both, you know, Sonic's speed and also just having Tom just kind of there, like the car chase scene where for some where for some reason Sonic's just like, okay, I'm gonna drive. Uh, I really like the action scenes in this movie yeah agreed I I agree as well I mean it was it was just you know from the start it kicks you right in and it's just very exciting there's a lot of creative things they do with the set pieces it's not just like explosion after explosion like we've seen with the Michael Bay movies I mean (laughs) it's competently directed and um, would you like to see a sequel to this movie I mean the post credit there's a post credit scene so you will stay after the credits Mm. I want a sequel so badly. I literally, like, I, yesterday, I was actually texting one of my other friends, and we were just throwing ideas back and forth about what we wanted for a Sonic sequel, and I must admit, the post credits scene, I was literally so happy, I started, like, sobbing in the middle of the theater. I was just, I'm so hyped for, like, any potential, like, Sonic cinematic universe. I don't care how many movies there are, I just really want a sequel. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm excited to see where the future uh, takes this franchise. You know, it, 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 it this was not what I was expecting, and I'm absolutely amazed. Uh, what would you give the star rating, and what would be the age rating for this? Um, star rating, I would say four out of five because it does have some kind of stupid moments, but like it's so there's so few that I it doesn't bog down the experience for me. And I would say ten to eighteen because this film has surprisingly kind of dark humor which is what i was not expecting i agree um there's uh, there's a lot of jokes that could go over kids heads and i mean i think that's great for everyone personally you know everyone can find something to enjoy in this movie kids adults i mean go and check this out you know it's it's kind of the most adult kids movie we've had since shrek but it's also a kid <laughs> at its heart so yeah. you know that being said you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we are having a jam-packed radio show. And right now, I am continuing my discussion with Callista about Pixar's Onward. Wow, I am super excited for this movie. I've seen the trailers. You know, I'm geeking out, obviously. I mean, I love Pixar. I mean, they've made, like, maybe a bad, one bad movie, which is, like, Cars 2. But, I mean, yeah. all the movies are so competently directed. And, and this just looks like a just a heartwarming time at the theaters i mean would you did it live up to your expectations oh definitely um i kind of had a bit more expectations for it because i've always been fascinated by the idea of having like a fantasy story that's set like in a suburban area like not like stuff like harry potter where it's like technically a separate world i mean like actually like having you know everyone being aware of the fantasy and in this case like the world is populated with elves and centaurs and cyclops and stuff like that so i was like sold on the concept just from that pitch but i definitely think that like the actual plot is so like it is really heartwarming and i think this might be one of pixar's most emotional and so i definitely really enjoyed this movie 
That's great to hear. I mean, you got a lot of great actors, you know, voice voice acting here. You got Tom Holland, who's been in everything nowadays, but he never <laughs> seems to amaze me. Chris Pratt, I mean, that's a win. Julia Lewis-Dreyfus from uh, Seinfeld, of course, and uh, Octavia Spencer and, and a bunch more. But, you know, <laughs> I was having this conversation with my friend the other day. You know, Tom Holland has been in two cartoon movies recently, and the characters look exactly like him. Like, like they're they're designed after him, basically. Would you agree with me on that? Oh, like, no, that's... Like, in disguise? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because I remember my friends and I have this whole like conspiracy theory about like specific about like a specific like typecast where like no matter how bad the movie is if they have that specific typecast like it it will sell and like tom holland is like the perfect example of like that sort of typecast um there's like we have this whole conspiracy we have this whole i would say conspiracy theory but it's more of just like an inside joke about this so i definitely think that this is intentional yeah, I really feel it is. I mean, it 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 just it just gives me a good laugh. And even looking at uh the brother who's played by uh Chris Pratt, of course. I mean, he kind of looks like the Parks and Rec Chris Pratt. I I just think that's funny. It, 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 I feel like it's probably intentional. But how do you feel about the performances overall? Well, I feel like because Chris Pratt and Tom Holland have like a pre-established connection from working on Infinity War and Endgame, I feel like their dynamic is a bit stronger than it would be if you just got two new actors and then just forced them to act like they're people who have been growing up together for their entire life. So I definitely think that Chris Pratt and Tom Holland were like the best choices for this film um, because a big part of this film is the brotherly connection. So you got to have people who can really sort of sell the idea that, yeah, these are people who, who have been living together for their entire lives. And so they would like have that kind of special connection that, you know, you can only have with specific people. But I personally think that the Manticore played by Octavia Spencer is the best character. And I'm not just saying this because I really love Octavia Spencer. I personally think she's the funniest character in the movie, and I really like her relationship uh, with the boy's mother, Laurel, who is played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Agreed. I mean, that that sounds excellent. How was the animation? I mean, it's Pixar. I expect the best. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, it's Pixar. Um, so obviously it's good. But this does kind of tackle, like, a new... Um, sort of area for them that I you haven't really seen in many movies. Like there are movies with like more fantasy elements. Like the first thing that comes to mind is Coco. Um, so they've dealt with sort of, some sort of like fantasy like elements before, but never like full on fantasy. Especially one with all these types of like pre established fantasy creatures, and especially in the suburban fantasy setting. Is it's like so. I think that, like, the world building in Onward is phenomenal because it definitely takes the concept of a suburban fantasy and just sort of runs with it. Like, there's a lot of really funny gags involving the setting. Like, for example, Barley, uh, who's played by Chris Pratt, is obsessed with a D&D sort of game. But because it takes place in a fantasy world, it's technically historically accurate. And I think that's kind of funny, honestly. Agreed. I mean, I am super stoked to watch this. I mean, what would you give the uh, star rating and what would you say the age rating is? Uh, I would say the star rating is 5 out of 5 and the age rating is 8 to 18. That sounds like a good estimate. Uh, Well, thanks for uh, talking about these two movies. I mean, they are probably two of the biggest releases this year and, and we're in what? We're in... February but I mean to be honest those are really the only two movies like which are the big ones I mean it's it seems like a little bit of a dry year but you know this seems like the ones that everyone is going to check out so well Sonic is already the biggest uh video game movie of all time so and it's uh it's well deserved because uh there Mm. there aren't many good ones but Sonic is a good one so Let's take a break. I'm Arjun from Nashville, Tennessee, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Llama Llama Season 1, Volume 1. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. 
We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. For teens, by teens, and about teens. Tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself. Every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. And check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We just finished speaking with Callista on Sonic the Hedgehog and Onward, and right now we're going to be introducing our new Kids First critics. And so it's we've got oh Felix, Jack, Bailey, and Sosa. Welcome, you guys. It's so good to meet you, and I can't wait to talk to you guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so Felix, let's start with you. How did you get interested in film? Um, I've always loved films, so me reviewing a film seems like re- seems fun to me. I like that I can tell people if the movie is worth them seeing or not, and I also like how I can help myself figure out if the movie, if I should see the movie if it comes out with a sequel or another part. Yeah, for sure. I know. It's always so much fun getting those reviews and helping others. Exactly. And so, Jack, um, who are some of your favorite actors or actresses? My favorite, one of my favorite actors is Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Jim Carrey, and Carrie Fisher. Oh, those are some great options. Um, are you a Star Wars fan by chance? Definitely. <laughs> That's great. I know. I love Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford, too. They're some of my favorites. So, Bailey, um, how about you? What are some of your favorite movies? Um, My favorite movies. Hmm. I wouldn't say I have a favorite, but I do have some movies that I would like. I would say I like... Black Panther. I also like um, Sonic movie. <laughs> and, um, hmm, I can't really think of others, but those are two main ones I really like and enjoy. Nice. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to watch watching Sonic the Hedgehog. I haven't gotten to it's watch it. It's a really good movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know. I need to go watch it, hopefully in the next week or so. <laughs> um, so, Sosa, how about you? Let's, can you tell us what are some of your favorite TV shows? Oh, that's a tough one. Well, um, uh, I really like Malcolm in the Middle. It's an older one, but... <laughs> I've heard about that. I've not actually seen that one, but would you recommend it? I would. It's like, it's really funny and the actor that plays Malcolm, he is amazing. Oh, that's great to hear, yeah. It's always fun to, like, talk to you guys and see what new movies and shows I have to add to my list. And so, Felix, coming back to you, do you have some favorite movies? 
Um, my favorite movie. Hmm, that's a hard question. I would say my favorite movies. Um, from this, there's a lot. Okay, so my favorite movies are Ocean Eight, uh, Crazy Rich Asians, Black Panther, uh, Spider Man Far From Home, um, Birds of Prey, and Avengers Endgame. Ah, oh, those are all such great choices. And are you a Marvel fan? Because I'm also a giant Marvel fan. Yeah, I'm a huge Marvel fan. Yeah, I'm excited for the new movie, um, Black Widow. Do you think it's going to do well? Um, I think it's going to do... I don't know, because the Black Widow movie is, as we all know, I don't want to reveal any spoilers just in case no one has seen the movie yet. But I don't know if it's going to fit well within the cinematic universe. Maybe not. Yeah, fingers crossed, though. (laughs) And so, Jack, what are some of your favorite TV shows? One of my favorite TV shows is... My two favorite TV shows is Amazing World of Gumball and Teen Titans Go! and The Simpsons. Oh, I've watched Amazing World of Gumball. That's so funny. (laughs) But which of those would you absolutely recommend for our listeners to watch? Teen Titans Go. I watched the movie for that one. Have you seen the movie for Teen Titans Go? Yeah. Yeah, did you like it? I really loved it. That's great. Yeah, that's a hilarious show, too. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Call of the Wild. We got to speak with the cast and crew of Call of the Wild. We also talked about Sonic the Hedgehog onward. And now we're speaking with our awesome new Kids First critics. And so, Jack, you were just telling me about Teen Titans Go! And next, Billy, how did you hear about Kids First? Well, okay, so uh, my mom really just, like, she's just roaming around and things, normal. And then she just got a hold of Kid First, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to do it. Yeah, I want to do it. And she's like, okay, well, then let's do it. And I'm, I'm here now. <laughs> and are you really looking forward to something in particular, being a Kid's First critic? Looking forward to going on red carpets. Especially because I'm an actor, I really enjoy, like, doing new things that I don't really do, like giving reviews on movies, because I'm usually doing it instead of giving the review, so it's a little sorry for me, so, yeah. That's awesome. It's so cool that you're an actor as well. And so, Sosa, uh, what are some of your favorite movies? Oh, that's a tough one. Well... I gotta say, the top one is probably Baywatch, because it has my favorite actor, Zac Efron. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, why would you recommend um, Baywatch to all the view- our listeners? It's a hilarious movie. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I've heard a lot about that, but that's another one that I haven't seen. So, thank you. I'm going to add it to my list. (laughs) And so, Felix, what are some of your favorite actors and actresses? My favorite actors, um, I would say my favorite actors are Tom Holland, Jay Gyllenhaal, my favorite actor, oh, Chadwick Boseman, and my favorite actresses, Julia Roberts, Angelina Jolie, and Sandra Bullock. Oh, those are all such great choices. Yeah, they're all so talented. It is always fun to see their movies. And so, Jack, how about you? What are some of your favorite movies? Some of my favorite movies is Sonic the Hedgehog. I really like the end. Oh, that's great. And, um... Do you have any favorite, like, live-action movies? One of my favorite live-action movies is, um, is Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, that's a great one, too. Are you a Marvel fan as well? (laughs) Definitely. I love Avengers Endgame. Oh, that was a really good movie. (laughs) 
Billy, what are some of your favorite TV shows? I would like to say um, Steven Universe and The Amazing World of Gumball. Also, um, I would like, uh, I also like Teen Titans. And um, that's all I can really think of. Yeah, yeah, those are so funny, too. I love, like, all of those as well. <laughs> and uh, finally, Sosa, I'm curious, how did you hear about Kids First? Well, I was actually on this website called Kids Casting that posts a bunch of casting calls and stuff like that. And there was an option or an audition thing for first so my mom signed me up and i'm here oh we're so glad to have you here and we're so glad to have all of you here and i'm excited to talk to you guys in the future on the radio show and listen and read all of your reviews so thank you all for being here and have a great rest of your evening thank you thank you And so, thank you all so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, KidsWorld.com, and KidsVille News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Llama Llama Season 1, Volume 1. I'm Sahiba. Thank you all so, so much for listening. And see you next time. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off-camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week.